G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. On a Monday, we like to check in with the Australian Christian Lobby, an update on the political agenda for the coming week. Christopher Bro here is joining us. Christopher is the Australian Christian Lobby's political director for South Australia, Tasmania and the Northern Territory. Christopher, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil, and it's great to be back. Um, spring day. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Hey, Christopher, Let's talk about the Northern Territory and the ACT. Uh, the federal euthanasia debate seems to be not everybody's position is being considered here. Give us your insights into a bit of an update around what's happening. So the bill, um, it's called the Territories Rights Bill, goes before the Senate starting today. It's listed for debate for about an hour, then it'll go off to a later date. So the aim of that bill is to remove the prohibition that currently exists for the Northern Territory and the ACT legislating for euthanasia. And then those parliaments will consider that issue very soon thereafter. The the problem with the Northern Territory, which is my specific uh, area of interest, is that this push ignores both the needs and the desires of Indigenous people. So... uh, Senator Pat Dobson is an Indigenous leader and is a senator, obviously. In, in 2018, he spoke against the Den Bill and said that uh, if a society, in order to help the emotional concerns of many, crosses a threshold that will affect that society and entire society in perpetuity, it, it's going to cause problems. He said if we give one person the right to make the decision to have assistance in committing suicide, we are as a whole affected. If we give one family that, that right, we're as a whole affected. If we give one state or territory that right, we're as a country affected. I cannot support this legislation. So that's an Indigenous leader. And he, he gave some very interesting thoughts, which uh, if I have time I can unpack, um, about how Indigenous thinking uh, is against this concept of assisted suicide. So we're saying, listen to the Indigenous. We, we, we want to have the voice. Here's a chance. Listen to the, to the Indigenous and say no. It seems to be, Christopher, that despite a national priority being to listen to Indigenous Australians, uh, they're not being listened to at this time. That's, that's, that's exactly it. So Senator Dodson said this, that there are three concepts in the Yavaru culture. Uh, one is Mabu... Nagaranga, which is a strong community. The other is Mabu um, Bura, a strong place and good country, looking after the environment. And then the last is Mabu Lian, a healthy spirit and a good feeling. These all have to be balanced. So uh, Indigenous people are afraid of this. They don't want it. They already have the highest rate of, of suicide in the country. They have huge health problems. There are there's significant problems with domestic violence, etc. 
in the territory. And this is a way we should not be going. We're fair dinkum about the voice. This is a chance for the Senate to step up and say we are going to listen to the Indigenous and say no to this proposal, which is basically being pushed by Balanda or white people um, uh, because of this uh, an illusory concept of giving the territory rights. What they want is to bring in euthanasia. So euthanasia in the Northern Territory specifically because of the high level of Indigenous communities there, at odds with the way that they even deal with dying culturally. So the government really needs to listen carefully to what Indigenous communities are saying. That's right. That's right. So we're going to the Northern Territory in October, and I'm hoping to meet a number of Indigenous leaders and record their statements. We're going to Uluru as well, and we want to take a statement from the heart and take it to Canberra and take it to the MPs, hopefully we'll be in time, and say, please listen to them. So if people want to get involved, that we have a we have an email campaign going on ACL, www.acl.org.au, and you'll see a tab there, a forward slash anti-euthanasia. So you can go on there and send an email to your senators asking them to vote against this proposal. Okay, the ACL website, and look for that link there uh, for the Northern Territory Euthanasia. Let's touch on some developments in Tasmania. They've updated uh, their proposed conversion laws, and uh, they seem to be a whole lot even more sinister than some of the other laws in other states. What's happening in Tasmania, Christopher? So uh, at the behest of the... um Equality Tasmania, the Tasmanian Law Reform Institute, produced a report in May of this year which uh, recommends bringing laws similar to but more stringent than in Victoria. And what they will do is, in effect, um, mandate affirmation therapy for people with gender or sexual issues. So you won't be able to say anything contrary to what they, what they want. Uh, what what people say. And the report um, says that people who are mature minors should be able to make decisions to change or suppress their sex characteristics without having to be assessed as having mental disorder. That's a very dangerous proposition because we know now that so many young people who have been through this really significant and deleterious treatment with puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones and surgery are regretting it and there is no way back. You can't change some of these things. So we're calling on the government to, uh, to listen to the increasing trend throughout the world. This concept of affirmation therapy in the gender space is increasingly discredited uh, Finland, Sweden has moved away. The UK has moved away from it because a lot of these children who present, largely females, have a lot of other mental issues which need to be treated. So we're, we've been talking to the government and asking them not to go down this path. We're often talking about pastors and churches, people who are in church, a place of responsibility, someone who might be called on for prayer, 
uh, even being drawn into uh, the possibility of uh, being set up. But it's not just pastors and people in churches, it's parents, it's medical practitioners who'd be banned from helping anyone who's struggling with sexuality or gender confusion. Uh, How does those uh, sorts of conditions uh, in what's being proposed uh, affect everyone? Well, this is the tremendous overreach of this of this report. The report says, and I quote, no domain or area of conduct should be excised from the definition of conversion practices. So they want to reach right into the kitchen table and mum and dad are having a conversation with a 14-year-old on a number of occasions saying he should he or shouldn't be promiscuous or she shouldn't be promiscuous. That would be a conversion practice. That would be illegal. It could constitute hate speech or child abuse. That, that, that's the reach of this. And we've been talking to Tasmanians ever since the report. We've run meetings in Hobart, in Launceston, in Alveston. We've got a petition going for those in Tasmania who are listening. You can go onto the ACL website, www.acl.org.au, and you look for a TAS, T-L-R-I-E petition link. Uh, and you can click on and sign a petition. We've got an email campaign going. There's a similar link at TLRI Conversion. So we're asking on them to, to, to let their MPs know that this is a flawed report and, and that unless there's a proper inquiry by the government, they shouldn't be legislating in this area. So for Tasmanian listeners today, those two websites you mentioned, uh, both of them with uh, some links there on the ACL website, acl.org.au, one a parliamentary petition, the other is an email campaign to key leaders. Uh, For listeners in Tasmania, some action you can take today. Let's give our attention uh, to WA, a new threat to WA Christian schools. Uh, What's happening with these developments, Christopher? Yes, so this is a move that seems to be coming across the states. There's a move to amend the Equal Opportunity Act. And the aim of that is to um, to not allow Christian schools, for example, to hire teachers based on their faith commitment to the particular school. Um, the the, the the gloss that they say is, look, if it's not essential to the teaching, like you can hire a, a Christian teacher to teach RI, religious instruction, but it, you can't use that to hire a science teacher, for example, because it's all that that's not thought to be intrinsically relevant. But what they completely miss is that every teacher has got to live and act according to the ethos of the school. People are choosing Christian schools because they want the product. The product is only there because of the root, because of the faith of the teachers. And so this, these proposals really sounding the end of Christian education, proper, proper Christian education, fair income Christian education. And so they're very, very concerning. How significant is it that it does appear to be that Christian schools are the target of all of this discussion and proposed legislation, that uh, it's Christian schools, religious bodies, uh, that are almost uh, being forced uh, to accept an LGBTQ uh, view of the world? Uh, That's right. It's it's a tremendous abuse 
of human rights this push because the the great human rights charters, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, all speak of human rights as a whole. So one of the primary rights is the freedom of religion, the freedom to practice your religion. These these proposals take one aspect of those human rights, which is the right of non-discrimination, and blow it up and overcome all other rights. So it's, it really is an abuse of human rights, this push. And it must, as best we can, be, re, be resisted. Sadly, many of the institutions like the Human Rights Commission, etc., are, are consumed by this ideology. And if it's not one body that is being uh, changed direction, it's others that are pushing different agendas. So let's give some attention to Queensland here. Uh, for in Queensland, they're changing anti-discrimination laws that are going to affect Christian schools there. Uh, what are your thoughts yes, on developments in Queensland? That, that, that it's a similar move in Queensland, a similar push. And, and what they're saying in addition is that in it's not only you're not only going to be required to non-discriminate or not to discriminate, but you have to positively affirm and you've got to look to root out discrimination in in your institution. So that's called for saying the agenda of sexual expression, sexual uh, freedom has got to be pushed in your institution. Um, and Obviously, that's completely contrary to the Christian sexual ethic of purity, sexual celibacy outside of marriage, and only sexual expression in marriage between a man and a woman. This is the complete clash of these worldviews, and they aim to rub out the Christian worldview. And this is at a time when the statistics are showing, and these are ABS figures, that uh, independent school enrolments, and that includes the Christian schooling sector, are really going bang- gangbusters. It's quite a, a, quite a significant growth. And so uh, when there's this sort of attack on Christian schooling, uh, some people might be asking why. Others might be actually celebrating the fact that there's a bit of pressure there on schooling across the board and it's actually uh, causing Christian schooling to grow uh, just uh, outstandingly. Any thoughts here on, uh, on the fact that Christian schools are growing? Well, I think, as I said, Neil, people want the fruit. They're seeing the product of the Christian schooling system and they want that. But there are those who don't want the root to, re- to, to, to remain. So the, the product, the good quality you see is because of an educational philosophy that's rooted in the Bible and in Christian concepts of purity, of, of honoring God, honoring family. That's the fruit is only a result of that of what comes from the root. And if these proposals come in, there'll be a separation between the root and you won't get the fruit in the end. Okay, let's give our attention to the truth of it live. Uh, these are pretty significant gatherings. Uh, Martin Isles, uh, in all sorts of preparation, he's speaking on a very significant topic, uh, how to live as bold Christians in modern-day Babylon. Uh, some big gatherings coming up in Sydney, Canberra and Melbourne. Uh, they're going to be pretty uh, spectacular, aren't they? They're going to be very good. So the first is the 24th of September in Sydney. 
Then we have Canberra on the 29th of October. And lastly, on Remembrance Day in Melbourne on the 11th of November. So we're encouraging everyone to go to the ACL website, www.acl.org.au forward slash Babylon, and, and get your tickets. Uh, we'd love to see the various stadia full, and it'll be a, a very significant time because the concept Martin's developing under the truth of it live here is the concept of living in Babylon. He's, I think he's going to base it in Daniel. So Daniel's this young man. He gets taken into Babylon. And how do you live as a man of God, a woman of God in Babylon? And so he's going to have Babylon rising, the first talk, Babylon reigning, the second talk, and then Babylon falling, the last talk. So to all listeners in Sydney, Canberra, Melbourne, jump on, get your tickets, and we'd love to see you there. As I understand it, already thousands are registering for these gatherings. Uh, they're going to be quite significant, the truth of it live, and how to live as bold Christians in modern-day Babylon. Sydney, coming up on the 24th of September, that's just less than three weeks away. Canberra on the 29th of October, Melbourne on the 11th of November. Uh, you'll be able to register for that at acl.org.au forward slash Babylon. Uh, wonderful getting your insights as always. Christopher Brohier, who is the State Director for the ACL for South Australia, Tasmania and the Northern Territory. Christopher, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be on. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.